The music is provided by Calvary Quartet. You can have more of their music at calvaryquartet.com or log on to our website at gospelbaptistchurch.com. For he that is called in the Lord being a servant is the Lord's freeman. Likewise also he that is called being free is Christ's servant. I want to talk to you a little bit. and This is going to be somewhat of a scrambled eggs message. You're familiar with that, brother, all you preachers. It's where you throw a bunch of truth on the table and hopefully they get something when they go home. That's not going to be my most eloquent outlining, that's for sure. Sometimes I don't fight an outline. You know, I was talking to Jim Benny. God bless him. We agreed on this. And he said, you know, sometimes when you outline a passage, it don't always fit into T, 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 or, you know, like the devil's T formation, things, thrills, and theories. It don't always fit that way. I mean, you know, it did. Just sometimes a passage says, you know, I just, one time he said, I spent 30 minutes trying to get a word to start with the same letter as my other. And he said, I just said, this is ridiculous. Whatever it is, I'm just going to tell it what it is and go down the road. And that's, that's kind of what I do. Amen. What it is, and sometimes I may get I may get the T T T and the B B B and the C C C all together. It may happen, but other times no. Freedom, the subject of Christian liberty. He talks about here being a free man when you're when you're uh, when you when you give yourself to Christ, you're a slave. You say I'm not a slave, brother Bill. The Bible says you're a slave. You can argue with it if you want to. The Bible says whosoever sins, a servant of sin, a slave, do loss. One that is born into it, really, a sinner sins because he's a sinner. That's all a sinner can do is sin. A duck quacks because he's a duck, and a duck's a duck because he's a duck, and he waddles because he's a duck, and he does what he does because he's a duck. I've got parakeets. I could say the same for them. I've got finches. I could say the same for them. I've got squirrels. I could say the same for them. Squirrels do what squirrels do because they're squirrels. The Bible says we're sinners born into sin, have a nature to sin, and we sin. In fact, you're, you, you cannot stop sinning except, be, except you walk in the Spirit. And you can't have the Spirit to walk in unless you're born again from above and God gives you then the Holy Spirit. And so if you repent of your sin, being willing, you're, you have godly sorrow which worketh under, work repentance unto salvation. That not to be repented of. You don't have a sorrow of the world. You've got a sorrow from God. You're sorry you hurt God. You're like David says, against thee and thee only have I sinned on this evil in thy sight. You're not worried about about so much of the horizontal impact of sin, you're more worried about the vertical impact of sin that you have ashamed and you've reproached your Creator that loves you and gave Himself for you. 
And when you get to that point under the conviction of the Holy Spirit and you see Jesus have been crucified and buried and rose again the third day, he, he satisfied the wrath of Almighty God on all of your sin. And you say, Jesus, I want you to be my Savior in some fashion or form. You may say, God, be merciful to me, a sinner, and pound your chest. You may say, Lord, remember me when thou comest into thy kingdom. But one way or another, you connect with God. And he says, I accept it. I accept your initiative. And now I'm going to pick up on the initiative. I'm going to do proactive work in you. I'm going to come in you, baptize you, make you part of the body of believers. And I'm going to make you part of my body. It'll be Christ in you, the hope of glory. I'm going to put your name in the Lamb's Book of Life. I'm going to start building the place for you because I can't wait to see you. Man, we born-again believers are looking forward to some good stuff. But it won't be the stuff that's going to make you thrill about heaven. It's going to be Jesus. Jesus is going to be the part. Christian liberty. What is Christian liberty? Years ago at Community Baptist Church when I was there for a little while as assistant pastor, teaching the young, uh, I was teaching teenagers. Teaching teenagers as their youth pastor, as well as assistant pastor, as well as dean of men of the Bible Institute they had there. And I worked with these young people. One of my young people went to college across the way here to some sort of my university in Miami. But it wasn't University of Miami. It was some Christian school over there. And I, I didn't know what it was, but he went over there. And when he went, he, you know, he was loving the Lord. He was separated from the world. And in you know, Christmas break, he came back for Christmas. How would you like this, Doc? Your daughter go out there to the West Coast. You know, she looked the way she looked. When she come back, she had a couple of tattoos, ring in her nose, short skirts. You know, and well, I don't think you'd be real happy. No. There may be homicidal tendencies over there. But uh, I'll tell you what, this old boy came to my Sunday school class back for, after Christmas break, and he was about like that, except a man. And I said, what has happened to you? Oh, he said, I got Christian liberty. I've got Christian liberty. And the devil promises you liberty, but it's slavery. And what his liberty was, was liberty to do his thing. You remember that song, Do Your Thing? Do what you want to do? You can't tell me. Well, never mind. But that's what it was. It was the spirit of the age, the spirit of rebellion. He had no more liberty than when he first got saved. But the, the, the liberals are out there, and the false teachers are out there saying, I give you liberty. I set you free. Free for what? I want to talk about that. Freedom. I'm going to tell you one thing. Freedom, people will give everything for freedom. They'll give everything, everything for freedom. They'll give their houses up. They'll give their, they'll give their precious stuff up. they got to have, you have to have freedom to be where you want. When I, when I witness what the Cubans have gone through to try to get off that island to get here and, and to get here and how they, half of them die out there in the middle of the ocean with sharks surrounding them and all of what they go through. Brother, I can tell you one thing by watching that whole process go on for, what, 30, 40 years, now 50 years? I can tell you freedom must be pretty good for those folks to take the risks they take to get over where you take it for granted. God forbid that you and I that get to, were born here would ever complain about this place. God forbid, forgive me for complaining. Just being born here, I feel like Paul. I was born a Roman citizen. Ooh. I paid for it with a great sum of money. Since I was, I'm home born, brother. I was born here. What a great privilege it is to be here where people are dying to get to. Why are they dying to get to America? Because Not because of the 
uh, wealth, though that has something to do with it. Not have, not because we got we got we got grocery stores that they go in and almost have a spell. They never seen that much food put in one place. Not because we have an abundance of everything, but because they have freedom, 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 freedom. Freedom's the cry of the NOW. That's the National Organization of Women. Freedom is the cry of the ACLU. Freedom is the cry of the NAACP. Freedom is the cry of homosexual rights groups. They cry for freedom to do their thing. There's a mass of confusion around the topic of freedom that swirls around the words liberty and freedom. As a Christian, we're obliged, really, to ferret out what is biblical liberty, what is biblical freedom. Because when this boy came over and talked to me, I thought to myself, I thought, man, he was pretty sharp. I mean, he had his, you know, he's been thinking about it, been meditating about it. I'm free, man. You're you're, you're trying to put me under bondage, a bunch of rules, man. No rules, man. No rules. I said, we're reading the same book. I said, you must not be reading the epistles. That's uh, Romans all the way through Jude. You must not be reading the epistles because Romans through Jude tells us how to live the Christian life and how to please God. Amen. Now, I like Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. I like Acts. I like book Revelation. But that ain't the whole New Testament. This group of people out there says, that's it. We don't need no one. You don't want all that. Oh, don't get into them epistles and start where he says this and that, and this is right, and this is wrong, and this is right, and this is wrong. Don't do this, do this. Ooh, don't get into that. That'll make you uptight. That's a bunch of rules. That'll ruin your liberty. We have a built-in mechanism. The Bible says it twice in Proverbs 14, once in 14, once in 16. Every man is right in his own eyes. It, don't you think men that ought to read is every woman is right in her own eyes? You guys are quiet tonight. It doesn't say that. You know, one thing about being the head, you get the responsibility. It says every man is right in his own eyes. And I know it means women too because we, I mean, you know that to be true. Every man's right in his own eyes. Now, you know, that's a catch-22. That means that's a, that's a circular thing. If you're right in your own eyes, how do you ever know you're wrong? Because if you try to tell me I'm wrong, I think you're crazy. Because I'm right. I know I'm right. How do you know I'm right? I just inherently understand that I'm right. It is, a, it is a mechanism that each one of us had built in. Every man's right in his own eyes. And, and we, it, it, we will redefine whatever we got to define to hold that to be true. But the Bible comes in, and I thank God for the Bible, it comes in and slams me. I mean, it slams my, I think I'm not doing too bad because I look around and I say, you're worse than I am. You're worse than I am. I'm not, it's not I'm just picking you out as a, a random example. And, and you know we're that way. Uh, it, it, we go around and find somebody worse and find somebody doing a little, a little harder time and maybe they're having this. That, and that's our, and that, we're not so bad. But brother, God's not comparing you. We're not getting compared one to another. We're getting compared with perfect. Matthew 5, 48. That we're supposed to be perfect. Be ye perfect as your Father in heaven is perfect. Woo! You mean to tell me I'm going to stand before God some day and he's going to compare me to himself? The only way you're going to survive that is to be in Christ Jesus. Because I'm in Christ Jesus, who is perfect, the sinless Son of God. And the, the devil, oh, he'd like to say, oh, Bill should never be allowed to go to heaven. 
And you know what? That's true, except for the grace of God. And except for the faith in Jesus, and Jesus, and Jesus said, he's one of mine. He's one of mine. He gets to go because of me, because of what I did. And that's a beautiful, that's a liberty. That's liberty. That's liberty. It's not about doing our own thing. We have this condition. We stand before God. You know what we are? I, I like the Bible. I like the. I just love the Bible. I, I just like the way it talks, the words. Uh, it, well, in Second Peter chapter two verse twelve, it says, when it speaks, when it, when it describes natural man, he says it calls them natural brute beasts. I like that. I taught a class on etiquette, manners. To the uh, teenagers in our school. That was my text verse. I said, you kids act like natural, brute beasts. There should not be that much sound coming out of you. You get it? Bible says that we stand before God as natural brute beasts made to be taken and destroyed. We speak evil of things that we'd understand not. We will utterly perish in our own corruption. Without Christ, that's where we are. The flesh is our master. For the, In uh, Romans chapter 7, verse 15, it says, For that which I do, I allow not. For what I would, that I do not. For what I hate, that I do. If that I do, that which I would not, I consent that the law, it is good. Now then, it is, it is no more I that do it, but sin dwelleth in me. Whew. The sin that dwelleth in me. For he says in verse 18, For I know that in me, that is in my flesh, dwelleth no good thing. Folks, we got to believe the Bible over what we believe. We're right in our own eyes. But that doesn't mean we're right. It means the only last thing stands is going to be the Word of God, forever settled in heaven, not our opinion on this thing. So we go to the Bible and we say, okay, we don't think we're too bad, but the Bible says we're like natural brute beasts. We're going we're gonna to literally... Without Christ, we're going to be completely consumed with our own sin. We're going to be condemned to where we don't even have an excuse to give. We're powerless to change it. You can't undo one bad thing you ever did. I, you can't do it. And that's where Christ comes in. To give us what? Liberty. Freedom. From this situation that I cannot get myself out of. I am hopelessly... I like what the old rescue mission says, hopelessly, haplessly, and helplessly trapped in this environment. And I'm, I'm right in my own eyes. I can't even reason myself out of it. God has to come from the outside through Jesus Christ and the Holy Spirit, show you, that, show you. When I first read the Bible and started seeing that I was a sinner, when the guy showed me the verse that says, for all sin come short of the glory of God, there's none righteous, no, not one. There's none, there's none that seeketh after God. I started looking at that, that I had poison of ass coming out my tongue. And I wasn't very old, but I already understood that was true. Those things were true about me. And I went to God and said, God, help me, save me. He gave me liberty. That's what liberty is. It's, it's, it's freedom from the power of sin. Liberty promised in the Bible is not what N-O-W promises. It's not what the liberals say. The liberal definition of of freedom and liberty is to do your own thing, do what you want to do. These churches that say you got no rules, we don't tell you what to do, they're antichrist. The whole 
core of salvation is not doing what we naturally do or want to do, but doing what He wants us to do. They that hear the Word of God are not blessed, but they that what? Keep it. Luke eleven twenty eight. I like Ephesians 2, 1, where it says, he that you and, he, and you hath he quickened who were dead in trespasses and sins. He's rescued me. I was out there floating in the middle of the ocean there with, with two or three sharks surrounding me and the air coming out of my tube. And I was getting ready to go down for the count. And God came up there with his, with his boat and he reached over to the side and he said, you want my hand? I reached up. But by the way, you don't reach up for him, you're going to get him. When he comes and asks you to come to him, you've got to make that move. You've got to make that first initial move. Lord, I want you. I like the thief on the cross. He just, the thief on the cross would have been in hell had he not said, Lord, remember me when thou comest into thy kingdom. The Savior, right beside him, right beside him, he'd have gone to hell. What a horrible thing. I think of Paul, what he referred to himself as. Do you think Paul had liberty? Apostle Paul had liberty. He had Christian liberty, freedom, right? Here's what he said. Uh, Ephesians 4, 1, he said, I'm a prisoner of the Lord. 2 Timothy 1, 8, he said, uh, I'm a prisoner. In Romans 1, 1, he said, I'm a servant. That means doulos, a born into slavery of Jesus Christ. In Titus 1, 1, he says, a servant of God. And Jesus said, if the Son make you free, you shall be free indeed. So somehow or another, those two things got to melt together. Paul said, I'm a servant. I am Given over to live. That is what true freedom's all. You, the, the freest you'll ever be on this side of heaven is when you've given everything to Jesus. Man, I, I remember when I gave all my possessions over to Jesus. What a freedom that was. What freedom that brought. Right now my home's over there. Nobody's protecting it. I hope this don't go over the internet. But if my home's over there. Nobody's protecting it. Somebody may come in and take all them trinkets and stuff out tonight. They may do all that, but it, and, and, and you know, it wouldn't be something that made me ha-ha happy. But I'll tell you what, they don't have a grip on me like they used to. I'm free er, You know, I'm not perfect. I'd probably shed a little tear over my... Python. I probably would. But you're powerless against your flesh. You're powerless against the mechanism except you come to Christ for liberty. Are you free tonight? Are you free tonight? Do you really have freedom from sin? Oh, you say, brother, I still sin. Yes, yes. We walk in the flesh, we still fulfill it. But you don't stay there. And according to Romans chapter 6, the power of sin has been cut. And now you actually have the choice of sinning or not sinning. You're not like that duck who's a duck because he waddles like a duck, he quacks like a duck, he swims like a duck, he's a duck. Now you've been set free. You're a child of the living God. Let us appropriate the power of heaven and live like that. That we're children of the living God. What are we free from? 2 Timothy 2.26 says, We're free from the snare of the devil. And that they may recover themselves out of the snare of the devil who are taken captive by him at his will. I hate being a slave. How about you? How many here used to smoke? How many here still smoke? No, don't raise your hand. 
I call a couple deacons raise their hand there. I worried about that. But uh, no, they, I mean, you, you people, we ought to have a smoker, a, a former smoker Sunday school class. Hey, Amen. Just if you didn't smoke, you can't be a part of Sunday school class. Because we could get in there and have us a hoot nanny. We could sing, I'm free at last. We could sing all kinds of good stuff. Whoa, free. We're free. 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 I've never been a slave in my life anymore than I was. Those cigarettes. Those things told me when to smoke, told me when not to. Told me I needed them. Told, they had me like a little child at their power. At the whole time, they're killing me. I was set free. That gave me a little example of what it means to be set free from sin, too, you know. I don't want to be a slave to pornography either. I don't want to be a slave to uh, lewdness. I don't want to be a slave to pleasure. Pleasure, oh, that's a subtle one, amen? That's a subtle one, being a slave to pleasure. Pleasure, pleasure, pleasure. I want to be a slave to doing right by God, the grace of God fulfilling His will. Because, boy, there's nothing like it. Let me say, I've had adventure in my life. I've had tremendous adventures in my life. I've had some thrills in my life that most men would just about do anything to have. And I understood they were rare. And I understood it was, in, it was, it was strange. But boy, nothing I've ever had a bigger thrill on than to see a sinner bow his head and say, Jesus, forgive me of my sin and be my Savior. Nothing has thrilled me more than that. Nothing. 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 Do your own thing? Nah. That's misery. How do I know that? All you got to do is watch TV. Look at the people that have enough money and enough privilege to do their own thing, and look how miserable they are. Robin Williams, a comedian, people that make people laugh. He was the most one, so miserable, so miserable that man was that he took a rope and horribly tried to hang himself and finally accomplished it. You got to be in bad shape. Die to your willfulness. Walk in the Spirit. Serve others. Serve Christ, as our, as our text said in 1 Corinthians 7.22, for he that is called in the Lord being a servant is, a serv- is the Lord's free man. Likewise also he that is called being free is Christ's servant. Someone willful, self-directed, who will not listen, makes a terrible employee. As an employee, you want to do what your employer wants you to do. You're his servant. You've sold yourself to him for whatever an hour or whatever salary. You said, I'll do this for this amount of money. And brother, you should do it with all your heart. You shouldn't be so self-directed. You should be him. You should be directed by the employer. Whatever he wants, what, if, it's, if it's moral and right to do, and he wants you to do it, do it. And my Savior says, Go into the world and preach the gospel to every creature. I want to do it. I want to do it. I want to be free to do it. And he's allowed me to be free. I like in 1 Corinthians 9, 19, For though I be free from all men, yet I have made myself a servant unto all, that I might gain the more. Ooh-wee. Voluntarily. I like an animal that when you let them go, they come back. I love that. When you let an animal go, he comes back. There's no animal... You know, you got that animal on a chain, or you got them in a cage, but as soon as they had their opportunity, they'd get out of there and never come back. You'll, oh, my animals love me. Well, let them out and see what happens. 
That's why I like squirrel, these wild squirrels that come up to me and crawl on my shoulder and, and we feed them and stuff because they, can, they don't have to do They can go where they want to go. In fact, they disappear sometimes. We don't know where they go. I love that. This is the ones that are free. I used to have a blue and gold macaw. And that blue and gold macaw I bought in the wild, out, of, out of the wild, and it bit you and was horribly and was angry and yelled at you. And for 30 days, every night, I'd work with that bird. Till finally, that bird trusted me, and when it trusted me, I took all my gloves and stuff off, and they had 900 pounds per square inch on their beak, and trust me, they can just snap your finger off. And that, 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 he would grab my stuff, never hurt me, never cause me. And I'd have him, I, he walked around in my furniture, destroyed it, I'll have to say that. Now, you know, I had a little marital trouble with that one. I just kept telling my wife, take your grip off of these things. That old blue and gold, I'd take him outside, you know, take him outside. You say, you trust him and fly away? No, I clipped one wing. All he could do was fly in a circle. Well, wouldn't it be great to have one of them and have them just fly up in the tree and stay up there at night, come out in the morning and say, hey, and have them fly on your arm and say, that's a... That's what God wants you to do. He's given you liberty. He's given you power. Don't go over there to the snares of the devil. Don't go start doing your own thing. Don't live your own life. Live a life for him and he, oh, there's no better life. That's real Christian liberty. Don't misuse your liberty. Don't misuse it. 1 Corinthians 8 9. But take heed lest by any means this liberty of yours become a stumbling block to them that are weak. I've said this illustration over and over again. A man came to me that he was a former alcoholic, and he came to me and he says, I noticed that you ate at a certain restaurant that had a bar attached to it. I said, yes, but I wasn't in the bar. I was in the restaurant part. And he said, yeah, but I don't think my preacher ought to do that. Now, this restaurant, I, I like this restaurant particularly. And he said, I don't appreciate it, and I don't think, as my pa you're my pastor, and I don't think you ought to be there. Now, I could argue with him, get him all kinds of stuff. I said, you'll never see me there again. I'll go when you never see me. I No, I did not go. I did not go back to that restaurant again. I told my wife, we're not going back to that restaurant. Spiritual woman she is. She says, what? But anyway, she said, uh, okay. We never went back. The man got mad at me a couple of years down the road, left the church. The first thing I did was go back to eat that restaurant. But I mean, it was, I honestly, I, it was, you know, I mean, he wasn't a member here. I didn't offend him. But for his sake, I wouldn't do it. I had liberty to do it. There was nothing wrong with eating in that place. But it would have caused him to stumble because he was weak in that area. For brethren, ye are called unto liberty. Only use not your liberty for an occasion of the flesh. But by love, serve one another. Oh, it's fun to serve each other. You know, Mrs. Otz had the heart attack. You guys, uh, you know, kick the machine in and go help them folks. You know, when, uh, when Jeff Larson got in trouble there and threw his hip out and there. The machine, the loving machine that Gospel Baptist threw it was thrown into gear and, and, and loved on old brother Jeff. And now you get a free meal. It's an opportunity for us. The walkers came by here to bless us, but I'm going to tell you what. We bless them more than they bless us. We knocked their socks off. I mean, they told me and the biggest compliment we could possibly have. I said it once before. He said, our family honestly hated to leave here. I said, Why? He says, it's not the temperature, it's not the climate, it's the people. We felt like they were our people, that we were theirs, and that we were ours, and we were together, and that's beautiful. No bigger compliment than that. 2 Peter 2, 16 says, 
1 Peter 2.16 says, As free, not using your liberty as a cloak for maliciousness, but as the servants of God. you got to be aware. Beware of those that promise liberty, but they themselves are servants of corruption. For whom a man is overcome, of the same he is brought into bondage. So how do we do this? How do we have this Christian liberty? First of all, you die to your willfulness. Because that will bring this old ugly head up for you over and over and over again. Die to your willfulness. Secondly, walk in the Spirit. That's a daily moment by moment. I get up in the morning and say, Lord, every decision I make today, would you please guide every decision? I mean that with all my heart. Please guide every decision. Serve Christ. Become His servant. May it be a mindset that you have. Serve others. Look how you can bless other people. Look around you. Don't misuse your liberty. If, if, if something's harm, your liberty to do something harms somebody, don't do it. Don't do it. And then beware of false liberty. For people out there saying, you don't have to, you don't have to go to church. You don't have to read. You don't have any of these rules. You don't have to, you don't have to quit smoking, cussing, drinking, acting ugly, and doing all that stuff. Don't beware of that. Because, brother, I, I quit that stuff because, you know what? Jesus won't compete with another master. That smoking was my master. And the Bible says no man can serve two masters. He loves one, despises the other. Is that not the Bible? So the smoking was one a master and Jesus. So I had to give the smoking up so, so Jesus could be my master. I gave drinking up so Jesus could be my master. I gave smoking medical marijuana up so Jesus could be my master. I mean... I don't want anything influencing my spirit but the Holy Spirit. How about you? Because I'll guarantee you in them long neck bottles, there's a lot of spirits. There's a lot of cussing spirits in them bottles. There's a lot of lusting spirits in them bottles. There's a lot of foolishness bound up in them bottles. And that ain't going to be, that's not really who you are. That just releases them on you. When you open, pop that thing open, there's a bunch of demons released on you. Whether it be this way, this way, or however you want to do it, don't do it. Give yourself to Christ. Then we have real, we have liberty. Gospel Baptist Church here, you folks that love Jesus and serve Him, have the most liberty you can possibly have. You have the peace of God that passes all understanding. You pillow your head tonight, and you're not worried. The Bible says the Lord will give you sleep. He'll give us make your sleep sweet. He'll help you. Let's understand. I hope better tonight than maybe before. What is this thing called Christian liberty? It's not to do your thing. It's to do God's. Father, help us. Give us wisdom from above. Forgive us of our sin. Forgive us where we've been willful. What comes on easy, easy that comes on. Father, help us here to serve others. Help us to walk in the Spirit. Help us day by day to look around us to see how we can help others and serve others. Help us to be like Jesus. That he would live and you would be able to live your life out in us because we are open to your will. That our hands may be yours and our feet may be yours, our mouth may be yours, our eyes may be yours. Our money may be yours, our influence may be yours, our intellect may be yours, our words may be yours. That ultimately we walk around here representing you as an ambassador of Christ that you have set free to do that. Set us free, Father. There could be one here tonight that's not set free. You are not at liberty. You have all kinds of slaveries, all kinds of masters in your life. You've given them permission. At one time, you gave them permission. 
But now they've taken control of your life. Do you want freedom? Do you want liberty? You can have it. It starts with an act of the will. Realizing you're in that condition, coming to Christ and asking Him with all your heart to set you free. You'd be willing during invitation time to come forward, make this an old-fashioned altar, and just get before God and say, God, I'm driving a stake down. I want freedom. I want to be free. I want freedom. That's where you start. Father, give it to Him. Give Him freedom from Christ. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Let's stand. His hand has led through shadows Still God